0: Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on March 26th, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to help sustain the ministries here at St. Mark's, You'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Mark Gravrock with the Gospel reading.
1: When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus,
0: Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him.
1: Jesus said to her, The Judeans from Jerusalem who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and she said to him,
3: Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died.
1: When Jesus saw her weeping and the Judeans who came with her also weeping, He was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said,
2: Where have you laid
3: him?
1: They said to him,
3: Lord, come and see.
1: Jesus began to weep. And so the Judeans said, See how he loved him. But some of them said,
4: Can not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying?
1: Then Jesus, So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said,
2: Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you have sent me.
1: When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice,
2: Lazarus, come out!
1: The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them,
2: Unbind him, and let him go.
5: The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The end of that Gospel story is actually the starting point for me in my reflections today. Yes, there are many memorable and powerful verses before it, including that, that very touching moment when Jesus breaks down and cries, and the hope-filled declaration to Martha that he is the resurrection and the life. But I wanna focus our attention on that critical moment in the story when Lazarus steps out of the grave and stands before the community that he has known throughout his life. The tomb has been opened Lazarus has come out alive, but he's still bound by the grave claws that are wrapped around his body. He's physically present with the people of his community, but the layers of cloth around him prevent Lazarus from living in communion with them. As I let that image shape my way of hearing the whole gospel story, I want to ask how this happens in other ways today. In essence, I want to ask how people in our own circles of relationship are bound in ways that prevent them from living in community as God intended. One of the first thoughts that occurs to me is that Lazarus did not bind himself, instead it was others who wrapped him in layers of cloth. And from there I start to think about the way that so many people are bound today in the constrictive cloths of racism and sexism and bigotry and intolerance. Sometimes that binding is done by individuals, but all too often it is done by whole communities of people who are bound themselves to ways of seeing and thinking and behaving that elevate their race or their gender or their religion above others. Knowing this to be true, I asked members of our St. Mark's Anti-Racism Alliance and Gender Sexuality Alliance and Interfaith Alliance to share stories from their own lived experience about binding that happens in real life today, and as readers now share quotes from the stories that were submitted by people in these alliances we'll also have a visual reminder of what it's like to be bound like Lazarus with layer upon layer of constricting cloth. So we hear now what has been shared by people in our alliances.
3: As a child, there were parties that I was not invited to because of the color of my skin. And friends would not invite me to stay in their home.
4: My school has a fairly large problem with anti-Semitic behavior, and people have said hail Hitler to me on multiple occasions. The kids in my class don't understand the impact of what Hitler did to my family and generations to come.
0: When I was in my 20s and 30s, I was struggling with my sexuality and the lack of support available to me in this struggle. I became dependent on alcohol to medicate the pain of this struggle. I was estranged from the church and I now know that I was seeking a spiritual surrogate in alcohol. It did not work, but I continued in my addiction, even while knowing that it was only creating further pain and isolation.
3: I have been overlooked for promotions because of my gender. I have been called unqualified by men who knew less than me, had less experience, or who I had to train.
4: In work, I needed to overperform to try and be on equal footing with others.
0: I receive unequal pay because women and non binary folks are paid less than men for the same work.
3: Family members refused to attend my wedding because of my wife's skin color, and her grandmother refused to come because of me.
4: In an attempt to protect his young family, my husband hid his black identity, claiming to be Puerto Rican, and discouraging visits by black friends and family.
0: At a recent meeting, I was the only person of color, and no one sat with me until spaces were full at the other tables.
3: My Midwest childhood church had a great time playing sports with other white congregations, but refused to play the crosstown black congregation claiming it was too dangerous.
4: Living in the South, I tried not to make a mistake that would get my family in trouble.
0: Growing up, I was bound by the absence of black people and other people of color in my neighborhood, schools, and
3: churches. I live in a white community and seldom interact with other races.
4: I am bound by my propensity to make quick judgments and assumptions, and I find it can be hard to stay committed to justice.
5: In our gospel story today, Jesus looks at Lazarus with compassion, and it's clear that he plans to reconnect Lazarus with his community. But notice how Jesus does this. Instead of causing the cloths to around Lazarus's body to magically unravel or disappear, Jesus looks at the community of people gathered and says to them, unbind him and let him go. For me, that's the point of the whole story, the point that hits home for all of us. It's the point where every single one of us hears that we have a role to play in the liberating work that God is doing in the world, If you follow the witness of the Bible from the very first creation story in Genesis, you know that this is always the way that God works. Instead of doing things apart from us, God chooses to use us as instruments of peace and healing and reconciliation. So the people of Bethany are given the work of unbinding their brother Lazarus. And we who hear this commission today are given the work of unbinding our own beloved siblings in Christ. Often in our struggles with racism or sexism or bias of any kind, we call this the work of dismantling the powerful systems that prevent people from living in communion with each other. I'm thankful for every testimony that I hear of how this is happening today including the ones that were shared by those same members of our three St. Mark's Alliances who wrote about being bound. When I also asked them to please name some of the ways that another person or persons has been a part of God's work of unbinding you, connecting you to community, they gave these hopeful examples.
0: The people of my church community have allowed me not only to break my bonds, but to grow.
4: In my congregation, I can talk openly from the heart to others.
3: I was unbound by participating in Black-led worship and music at Rock City Lutheran Church and by the love and kindness of Black friends. When I have tutored in the
0: public schools, I have worked with all kinds of students and experienced their common
4: interest in learning. I was unbound by gathering with others to learn about systemic racism and unconscious bias.
3: In Central America on a Habitat trip, I was overwhelmed by the sense of brotherhood that developed with fellow workers with whom I shared almost nothing in common, including language that led me to a deeper respect for a different culture.
0: I was unbound by sharing tea and conversation with Muslim women.
4: As a school teacher in a diverse classroom, what was initially intimidating turned out to be the best and most fun place I've ever taught. The diversity was enriching. I was loved by all the students, and I loved them back.
3: I'm surrounded by a community that cultivates hope. I've been able to grow with a loving
0: community from replacing ballasts to building tiny homes from attending workshops and groups on anti-racism to leading sessions on it.
4: Coming to St. Mark's has opened my heart and soul to learn in a welcoming community.
5: As you take this gospel story with you today now, you are invited to let it come to life for you as it did for these members of our alliances. You are invited to name the ways that you and others are bound by harmful things that separate us from one another and from the life that God intends for us to have, to give thanks for every person or persons who has been a part of God's work of unbinding you and connecting you to community. And with all of us, you are invited to hear the words of Jesus as a commission to use your own God-given gifts every day in this holy work of unbinding and liberating and to know that you have the power of the resurrection in you and the promise of Jesus that has never been broken. Did Did I not not tell you that that if you believe, you will will see the the glory of God? Amen.